This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So I didn't plan on talking about this new monument in Boston. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to start laughing already, but... uh <laughs> I didn't plan on even talking or posting about this new monument that is, I thought was supposed to be a monument to Dr. King in Boston. It's a little deeper than that, but it is a monument of two sets of arms holding each other based on a photo of Coretta Scott King giving Dr. King a hug after he won the Nobel Peace Prize. But there is some controversy around the monument, and I just want to unpack and explain it and tell you what I think. It's on my mind. It might be on your mind. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. But let me unpack and explain it, all right? This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. So, in Boston, and, and for those of you that don't know, Dr. King has a really rich history in the city of Boston. As a very, very young graduate of Morehouse College, uh, Dr. King traveled to Boston to go to grad school and eventually earned his Ph.D. there and spent a lot of formative years of his life there in the city and one of his greatest mentors, Dr. Howard Thurman, another Morehouse graduate who I love and adore, um, really mentored Dr. King there in Boston as well. And so Dr. King had this rich history in Boston, and the city of Boston knows that. And while he's not per se a son of Boston, uh, his time there in Boston is really valued by a lot of people in the city. And Dr. King, in this one particular place, held a rally in Boston where tens of thousands of people showed up. And it 
that spot, that historic spot, where one of the biggest civil rights gatherings of the day happened, is seen as sacred space there in the city. And Dr. King is really valued and treasured by several institutions and groups there in the city. And the city decided that there was going to be a monument in that space. And they opened up a request for proposals. And it turns out, I did not fully understand this, it turns out in the proposal, the monument was not requested to just be a monument to Dr. King. But in the proposal, it was requested that people make a monument that honored the ideals and personhood of Dr. King and all that he stood for. And and so that opened it up to some really creative expressions of what the monument could be. So it was not it was not asked that people just make um, a proposal for a monument that was of Dr. King or of Dr. King and Coretta Scott King. People that submitted proposals and hundreds of proposals were considered were allowed to have creative license on how they interpreted the proposal and it was not required that whatever monument be built be a one-for-one likeness of Dr. King. Because in some ways, those monuments exist. In fact, I just mentioned it yesterday. There's a beautiful monument to Dr. King on the campus of Morehouse College, my alma mater. There is a wonderful monument to Dr. King in Washington, D.C. And both of those are like direct likenesses of Dr. King. And so the artist who was chosen, a, a Brooklyn, a brilliant Brooklyn-based artist designed two sets of arms. One set is arms from Dr. King. Another set of arms is a set of arms from Coretta Scott King. And there's this beautiful photo. It's one of my favorite photos of the two of them where Dr. King has just won the Nobel Peace Prize. Coretta Scott King is giving him a hug. Their arms are wrapped around each other And that photo, it exudes love. And it would have been wonderful for there to be a massive statue of the two of them hugging each other. I would have loved that. But this artist that was, you know, I don't know if anybody submitted anything like that. But this artist did a more creative expression. And it's two two sets of arms, so four arms holding each other, but there's no body. There is no, let me spread that out about, there's no physical bodies attached to the arms. There is, there are no heads or necks. It's just the arms. And from some angles, it actually, I, I had to see it from several angles to really appreciate it. It's massive. It costs over $10 million, not just the monument, but the, the park and things that it's in cost over $10 million. Took years to conceive, approve, build, 
and finish, and it was unveiled on this past King Day. And from the moment they took the cover off, uh, the the response was weird. (laughs) Because depending on where you're standing, it's hard to tell that it's four arms embracing each other. And after the break, and if, if you have children listening to this podcast, this might be a good time to pause the podcast and uh, finish the rest with your headphones on. After this quick break, we have a quick word from some of our sponsors. I'm going to tell you what a lot of people think they see when they look at it. All right. And I'll tell you what I think should happen. We'll be right back. Thanks. Thanks for sticking with it. Now, I forewarned you. Okay, I'm not going to use rated R language, but it's about to get graphic. So this is not necessarily suitable for work or, or children. But a lot of people looking at the monument say it looks like a set of arms holding on to a penis. And from a certain angle, it does. <laughs> forgive me, you know, I, I, I don't mean to laugh, but it is, it is a bit of a disaster. <laughs> um, a nep, a man who says he is a nephew of Coretta Scott King, and I hate that anybody could put a mic in front of anybody related to Dr. King or Coretta Scott King. Anyway, this young brother who lives in Oakland. I'm not familiar with him, but he is a family member of Credit Sky King. Uh, his quote is everywhere because it's a it's a family member. It's not any of the children uh, or grandchildren or, you know, sisters or close relatives. But a nephew of Credit Sky King said it looks like a hand holding a big, beefy penis. <laughs> And once I first, everybody's cracking up that he said beefy. And secondly, he's not wrong. (laughs) I'm so sorry that it did turn out that way. And I feel very bad for the artist because it looks just like his proposal. And from most angles, That's actually not what it looks like from most angles. I've never seen two sets of arms embracing each other. I don't think I probably I'd have to look at all the proposals. Maybe it was the best proposal. Maybe it was. I wish that some members of the family or other people had been a part of the selection committee and had a bigger say in it. Maybe I don't maybe they would have liked it. Um, Martin Luther King III, who I know, um, Martin Luther King III said he likes it and that he loves knowing the picture that it came from. And from most angles, you see it. But from one, it's a big monument. And so if you're on one side of it, it's kind of hard to tell that it's two arms embracing each other. It does look like it could perhaps be something profane. 
Now, the, the, the poor artist, a young brother from Brooklyn, he said, listen, he said, <laughs> this was the proposal. And hundreds and hundreds of people not only approved it, but worked on it, and nobody ever brought this up. Well, hundreds of people in Boston is not the same as hundreds of millions of people on social media. And when some people on social media saw it, it was like, what? First, what is this? And social media doing what social media does. Some people just saw that it at least one of the arms looked like it might be a penis. <laughs> uh, I'm very saddened by it. And I know I don't sound sad, but I'm saddened by it because for, for two or three reasons. This is the work of a brilliant artist, and I hate that anything he's doing is being mocked in this way. You know, that that must hurt. And he, he's doing interviews and saying he's fine, you know, but it must sting to see people talking about it like this. But uh, secondly, it does seem like I see people saying, well, man, Dr. King would have rather that $10 million be spent on fill in the blank, civil rights or education. Well, theoretically, of course, if Dr. King was alive, he would say, yes, please spend that money. But monuments are monuments. I actually value monuments. Monuments help keep memories alive, help keep legacies alive. Monuments make a point. I'm okay with the money because if the money was going to be spent on a monument, let's make it a monument that honors Dr. King or somebody else from our history. So I'm, I'm okay with the money. But I think for the life of that monument, people are going to have really strong feelings about it. And there is a part of me that just says, you know what? Sometimes we make something that's well-intentioned, that's our best work, and it bombs. And I'm just thinking, you know what? Melt the thing down and start over. I can't unsee it. Now that people have described it that way, I'm looking at a picture of it. I can't not see it. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, it's it's important that there be a monument, but it's confusing. It's confusing a little bit at best. Um, I wish that they would just say, we're sorry, melt it down, and start over. I doubt that's ever going to happen. And so it's probably always going to be there. And uh, here's another way of looking at it. Um, it's going to always have people talking. You know, it's going to always have people talking about it and maybe visiting it. You know, it is getting a lot of talk. I mean, that's I don't know if that's the purpose of it, but. Some people say that the initial response to some monuments are like that and that after a little while, people will people will stop thinking this kind of goofy, ugly stuff and will move on. But uh, I don't know. And all we can do is wait and see. <laughs> These are just my raw, open thoughts about the monument. I love what the brother was thinking. 
It's not his responsibility. There was a whole panel of people that chose his uh, application. You know, when they did the request for proposals, they chose his proposal. Uh, They could have fixed some things. So there should have been some checks and balances here. Uh, He said nobody ever said anything like that. But then when something hit social media, um, I will just say, and I'll close with this thought. There have been a couple monuments recently that have been taken down after the horrible response on social media. And social media is a whole new thing. And so I could think of a lot of other ways that they could have made the monument. I like what he was thinking. I love the moment that he was trying to symbolize, but it's, it is it is awkward. And <laughs> I'm not I'm not happy about that, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, uh, it makes us smile. It makes me laugh. <laughs> and that's a good thing, right? You know, so uh, it could be worse. All right. <laughs> love, love, love and appreciate you. I don't always get to talk about lighthearted stuff on here. So I'm glad to talk about something lighthearted. Uh, we'll be right back here tomorrow. And listen, if you're not yet subscribed to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, hit the subscribe button now. Also, if you're not yet a member of the North Star, go to the northstar.com and join today. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.